Hi, I'm Rui Branco. Welcome to Talking Usework, a podcast brought to you by the Future Labs Project. Talking Usework is a series of 15 podcast interviews to usework experts and practitioners that have a say when it comes to innovation in usework either because they are using creative methods to empower young people, researching on use trends or responsible for use policies at international level. Like a shot of inspiration, all of our guests have a unique point of view about how can use workers shake up, upgrade and innovate on their daily work. Welcome to Talking Youth Work. Today we were talking about LARP. And the person who brought us into this concept was Patricia Paola Gas. She's a Polish anthropologist that works with young people using these learning, active role-playing games with young people to tackle topics like discrimination, migration, leadership skills, um, all kinds of different educational purposes that are transformed into a big theater, a big game that young people play for days. This was really insightful. Um, Patricia was talking to us from the middle of a LARP herself, so she was in full costume, uh, face painted while body painted, and it was really interesting. Um, if you want to know more, we'll put more of the links that relate to these projects on our text. But for now, let's talk youth work. Hi, Patricia. Welcome on the show. Hi, <laughs> Patricia, can you let our guests know a little bit more about you? What do you do? Who are you? What have you studied? I don't know. Do you like chocolates? Well, that's important for the guests to, for our listeners sure. to know about you. Yeah. Um, uh, first of all, I think the most important uh, information about me is that I'm a witch. <laughs> uh, yes. But uh, nowadays, witches are a little bit different than you can imagine. Witches are teachers. That witch actually is a wise woman who is passing a wisdom. Um, and it has a, a huge tradition in the past. So I'm trying to be a modern witch. Uh, and how I'm doing it now is that I'm a lecturer at two universities. Mm -hmm. I'm teaching multicultural sociology and anthropology. Uh, by my um, profession, I'm an anthropologist. Mm -hmm. I made two years uh, research in Indonesia. I was hunting headhunter, but hunting for information uh, that I was looking for, like how the collective identity is created. I'm also very interested in eco villages, mm -hmm. and I wanted just to transform this wisdom from tribes, from Indonesia to Europe, to see how we can live as a community, mm -hmm. how we can create this bond they have. So um, the, this. Uh, area of multiculture, uh, sociology, and also I'm a trainer of um, intercultural competence, mm -hmm. so it's somehow bounded together. All right, very interesting. Yeah, I have one question. Uh, in Europe, uh, we, uh, we, all, we also had those tribes and those communities. Uh, are we uh, further away from them than in Indonesia? That's why you went there, because it was easier to find still the tribes and still the communities? Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. What I observed is that uh, in Europe, we are very distant. Mm 
and far from each other. The individualism is so strong that I really wanted to go to the collective society to see how to create a community. Because one of my dreams is to see like uh, what solutions we can fight for Europe to create a true well-functioning multicultural community. So I went for answers somewhere where these communities are working. And I saw that they are based on tradition. They are based on the oral tradition and um, family bonds and tribe that people are loyal to each other. They're helping each other. They're caring for each other. That neighbors know each other. In Europe, you barely know your neighbor. And there, the, the neighbors can count on themselves. So I was fascinated by these bonds. I couldn't see in Europe anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Today we are here to talk a little bit about your involvement in LARP. And I have uh, no idea what even LARP means, the the sigla itself. What does it stand yes. for? What is it? Sure. Is it a, a live action role playing game? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like an improvised theater. Um, and there's so many different ways of uh, LARPing. There are Anglo-Saxon LARPs, Nordic LARPs, Chamber LARPs. Uh, but most of them, they are something between theater and game. Okay. Why, why theater? Because it has scenario, drama, costumes, um, and some kind of this atmosphere. Why game? Because it has some rules and okay. you have some objectives to follow. So, uh, the, the different genres and kind of, uh, LARPs are just, some are more theatrical and some, are more into the game. Okay. And so if I understand well, you gather people around this, I don't know, beginning of a story and people stay there and they play this game by becoming characters in this story. Exactly. Uh, Actually, they are main heroes Mm -hmm. in the story, each of them. That's why it's a very powerful tool, uh, especially in education. When we want to involve people and make them really engaged in something, what we want to teach or to to give them, this is a wonderful tool. Because, for example, we are also doing the uh, LARP, which is focused on migration. Uh-huh. And we, we didn't want to teach um, participants about migration in a theory. We just wanted to put them in the shoes of migrants. So we right. created three yurts and they were living there. They, they were living there the way how the migrants were living. And also the other LARP, um, the Gimle LARP is uh, also divided into the houses and they are uh, learning how to be a leader by being a king, uh-huh. for example. Especially we are looking for a people who are shy, then they can step into the role which is very powerful. I still remember one year when there was a very shy girl and and she got this very powerful magical stuff. And when she said shockwave, everybody just fell down. <laughs> and she was like, wow, it was me. I did it. I have a power. So, yes, this is and, and kind of. So I guess that this takes a long time. So how many people can be involved and for how long does it take? Uh, as an educational lab, we are using it during a yoga exchange. So 10 days is okay. For first few days, we are doing workshops. I am, I'm doing uh, role playing, character development, uh, body and voice awareness. 
Um, so on those days, they're getting prepared for playing the game, yes, right? Yes, exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because most of them never play. They are afraid of acting. Mm-hmm. They absolutely don't know what to do because some of them, they will be elves. Some of them, they will be Vikings mm-hmm. or Saxons. Uh, and they have to be prepared how to do it. Mm-hmm. For example, we really like to have girls in the fighting uh, groups, mm-hmm. uh, not to put them, you know, in a stereotype. Okay, so we are going to the kitchen. No, definitely yeah. not. Uh, and then they say, no, but I don't know how to fight. And when they grab the shield and sword and they feel like Lagerta from Vikings, mm-hmm. they scream. You just have to see them, like how they changing like that. It's amazing. That's incredible. So they have a few days of preparation and then what? Five days of playing the game. Is that it? No, no. Uh, usually it's three. Three. Three uh, games. Three yeah. days playing. Yeah, because uh, more of this would be very tiring. Uh-huh. Uh, the, the play starts usually at night and then they are um, with some Kickstarter, some, uh-huh. some scenes which are played by NPC, non-playing character. We have people like me who are... Um, organizing and uh, characters which are trying to put intrigues. Okay. So everybody doing the lab, even the beginners, they can do something interesting that the character can develop and change. Okay. Um, so we will do for the first night some Kickstarter, but then everything is up to them. They are in different groups. They are making intrigues, diplomacy, uh, betrayal, uh, fights. Or uh, weddings. They love weddings. They always weddings. have weddings. <laughs> yeah. And and how many people can participate on one LARP game? This year we are having 160. In one game. 160 participants in one game. Yes, but wow. they are divided. We have short EVS, long EVS, and youth exchange, and it's already 80 people. Okay. And the rest of the people are uh, Swedish LARPers who are coming. On the other LARP, we are having 30 or 40. You already can make a nice LARP with 30, 40 people because you need more people to create this scene, a lore, that they will feel that, yes, I live like in a life of Game of Thrones or Vikings or the Mad Max because we are also doing the post-apocalyptic LARPs. Okay. Uh, I have one question. What are the biggest challenges for people to get into character because usually we are too self-conscious oh i won't i wouldn't do that oh i'm afraid to expose myself oh why would i talk like that what are the biggest challenge that you face when people have to play a character a public speech most of them they are between um like on the youth exchange we have 16 years old 17 years old um but of course uh, up to 30 because also, mm-hmm. also EDS are joining so we have differences between them some uh, of them they are more self-confident and some of them not so the biggest challenge usually is just to step out and talk to the group to lead a group some of them they are uh, yarls or kings or queens uh, or have some leader kind of role and they never been a leader so our main motto is always fake it till you uh, make it <laughs> and I said just pretend that you are self-confident just pretend mm. that you are a leader and it will come out we have a um, notion in the LARPing uh, bleed out that means that uh, qualities of your character uh, as a queen will later impact your own identity mm. so if you are shy 
but you are playing very self-confident role, character, then later in the real life, you will see that, okay, it's not that difficult. Mm-hmm. And many, many participants told us that, that it actually happened, that they were so afraid to do something in a normal life, but then as a character, they did it. Even, you know, talking to stranger mm-hmm. can be a, a challenge for some people. Um, interacting with others, uh, another challenge that they are afraid that they will look ridiculous or somebody will uh, laugh at them. Um, but this is something what we are learning during the uh, workshops that uh, play up uh, to the character. If somebody is a nobility, other people should bow and should treat this, uh, this person as a nobility. Mm-hmm. Um, what else they are afraid Oh, conditions. We are having usually adventure in nature. LARP is not uh, just a theater play in, in a luxurious hotel or something. Mm-hmm. We are in a forest with tents. Um, and this is also a challenge for many people. They are afraid that so now I'm going to be an elf and I will sleep in a forest and, and this kind of stuff. Yeah. So... Um, when you say that you played for three days, that means three days, three nights. So there's no interruption to the game, right? Um, that fully depends on the um, participants. Of course, we are playing, mm-hmm. but we have in and off. In area is when we are playing and nobody can do anything what is uh, not larpish. Okay. So uh, take out the phone or bring something plastic or, or say something what is not in our world. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just can step out the gate and there is an off area. Okay. And some people who feel tired, they always can go off and just take a rest. And also some people really like adventures um, and they sleeping in. Mm-hmm. So in the LARP area, because then they can kidnap somebody mm-hmm. or uh, do sneak to somebody other's camp and have fun. But some people just want to uh, have a rest. So they are going to off area or inside the tent, it is a private uh, place. So nobody can enter the, the military tents. Okay. Okay. So there's some rules to guarantee that learners, uh, players in this case, uh, they have their own resting space, their own privacy, and that the game doesn't go too far, let's say. Yeah. Okay. Uh, safety is the most important thing. Like, there's so many workshops uh, about safety. Also, because... Uh, mm, we are learning how to buffer. I show you this is kind of a, a sword we are using. <laughs> we, we have to say this is very interesting because we are talking now with Patricia and she is wearing a full costume of a witch, I guess. Yeah. And now she has uh, a sword. So you are in full costume because you are in the middle of a game right now, right? Uh, uh, I'm in the middle of workshops. Oh, we no. will start um, day after tomorrow. Um, but the, the thing is that we are already slowly getting into the mood. They are now uh, decorating their camps, uh, making dream catchers, uh, and, and this kind of stuff. But um, very important thing mm. of uh, in the game is um, buffering. It's a very safe fight. Uh, it's made of uh, kind of very soft material. Mm-hmm. So even if uh, you've been hit it, it doesn't hurt you. Yeah, because you might uh, have weapons. So you're showing us this sword that is a soft sword that people can yes, have fights definitely. with, with without uh, injuring themselves. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we have a lot of workshops how to fight in the stage fight. That mm-hmm. 
uh, we are reacting on wounds, even if they if somebody just touch us a little bit, but we are reacting, oh, it was so painful, <laughs> please spare my life. Um, and each uh, character has just three uh, life points. So if I will get like one wound, second wound, and third wound, I'm nearly dead. Okay. And then I need a healer, maybe a witch or a druid. Mm-hmm. Um, but with just one wound, so we are reacting uh, on these wounds. Okay. So yeah. tell me more about this uh, educational side of LARPing. So you tell you tell yeah. me that you did uh, or doing uh, you are doing LARPing on migration. How does it work? How how do people learn about migration through LARP? How does mm-hmm. it go? Um, so, as I told you, that LARP usually lasts three days uh, with the um, migration. We, we call it Edino because uh, we create that Edino is the place where after the post-apocalyptic world, uh, people gather. All right. Um, and um, first day, we are focusing on uh, social skills and bonding within the group. They are in three tribes and they have to uh, create bonds in their tribe to create a collective identity a mythology they have to create their own mythology and a hierarchy or horizontal whatever they want uh, they choosing what uh, if they want um, democracy or monarchy or anarchist or whatever they want mm-hmm. at the second day we are focusing on intercultural competence where the tribes are actually already interacting okay. they have different religions they have the, we have matriarchal and patriarchal and mm-hmm. technocracy, and they are interacting. The, and the third day, uh, we are focusing on the uh, civic competences. Um, so, like decision making and the political issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, these three tribes have absolutely different religions, different cultures, different backgrounds, mm-hmm. but we are just pushing them, giving them objectives how they will live together. They are so different. And they have to make some kind of a, uh, agreement mm-hmm. that maybe they have to move or maybe they will make federation uh, once they make a kingdom, <laughs> one of three tribes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wanted to see if the democracy is like um, the only solution they usually choosing and they didn't. But <laughs> we are working on it. Like what is the best for them? We just want to see how um, young people would solve uh, people from different cultures can live together. We are just trying to get idea from them. We are not giving them mm-hmm. this solution. We are just putting them in a situation. Okay. And is there any kind of debriefing afterwards? Uh, any kind of conversation Definitely. after the game? Yeah. We have uh, two different ways of um, debriefing because one is just after life. We, we have the rolling. So people will step out of the role uh, if they had a conflict in the game, uh, they have to clearly know the difference uh, and the border between the character and the, the person, mm-hmm. that the conflict was just in a game. Uh, so they have to just take it out. And then we are sitting together and talking what happened and why this happened. And uh, usually there are really uh, hard discussion that, yeah, but we wanted this field and you took it. Yeah, but we put the border here. No, that was our land and this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Okay. And they said, but you have a wrong God. No, our God was good. And this <laughs> kind of, of stuff. Um, and then uh, there is 
more theoretical debriefing when we are already talking uh, uh, about uh, a situation now, a political and cultural situation in Europe. Like if we, what we can take from what we play to to the situation right now. That can we see like how uh, difficult it is for people from different cultures with different backgrounds to live together, and maybe we can find some solutions for this. Fantastic, fantastic. Okay, so how can a youth worker start using LARP? How, how, if if somebody thinks this is an adequate tool to work with their young people on educational issues that are relevant for them, how can they start using it? Um, I think I would start with chamber LARPs, which are not full three days immersion LARPs, um, but like three hours okay. of, uh, in a small uh, area, even a closed one, it can be in a, in a one room, 30 people, that they just imagining uh, that uh, they have to solve some problem. Mm-hmm. And then slowly by this kind of theater and simulation, maybe also forum theater, Augusto Boal, and mm-hmm. lots of games like this, and uh, lots of preparation with uh, role playing. And then slowly move to a Nordic style, which is this immersion when you already have all costumes and you are in the situation for three days. Uh, very important is designing the world, actually, mm-hmm. and what you want to achieve. If you're If you want to have the personal development and community building, what we have in Sweden on the uh, the Viking Game of Thrones lab mm-hmm. when people are learning this cooperation, negotiation, leadership thing, um, but you have to decide what you want to focus. That it is not just a lab like commercial lab for entertainment. Right. Mm-hmm. Lab has different functions, and one is pedagogical, one is educative, and uh, social. Mm-hmm. Um, And of course, entertainment, but for us, it's not that important because mm. we have different uh, purposes for it. So therapeutical one is especially uh, when we have uh, participants with less opportunities and um, who wants to um, develop their, uh, their character, their inner strength and self-confidence. Like from shy to more self-confident and to uh, working in a group. Uh, the educational, um, when we are focused on one topic, like this migration or climate change, for example, post-apocalyptic LARP is focused on a climate change that look what can happen mm-hmm. when we will still continue to live like that. You will live in a post-apocalyptic world mm-hmm. and it's not easy. Um, or this social, that people will actually have this interculture um, competence skills, that uh, we are always having people from at least five different countries. It is right. already difficult for them. So, um, Very yeah. cool. And is there um, any reference you would leave to our listeners about a book, a website, a place where they can get information about uh, putting in practice these, these techniques? Uh, yes, um, there is lots uh, about LARP uh, in internet, but most of them they are about the commercial LARPs. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Norway, they using LARP in schools already, right. and there, there are some schools which are using it. Some uh, just Google uh, educational LARP, uh, but it is not really clear. There is not clear methodology. We are uh, working on it with um, people who are already involved in educational labs for a few years. 
right. that uh, quite soon we will make a training and we will invite everybody who wants to contribute and develop this method with us uh, that we want to publish a little instructive booklet or book or a website when uh, all our experience will be gathered and with a step by step uh, saying clearly how to create educational lab because it is a great tool and you can use it for every topic, discrimination, um, I don't know, ecological, social issues, whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So everybody can use it. Uh, I, I was uh, thinking about the, the importance of uh, dressing like the characters you are playing, uh, because sometimes mm -hmm. you just, uh, we, we, when we play just pretend to be this or pretend to be that, do you focus a lot of, of, of the way the, the character moves, the way the character dresses? Yes, definitely. Like this is the difference between uh, acting simulation games uh -huh. and LARP. In LARP, we, uh, very important for us is total immersion because these uh, emotions only can come when you really feel in the situation, when you know that uh, the the border between reality and the world we created is is almost invisible. Right. That when you look at the people, you feel really like post-apocalyptic village or uh, Viking village or elf land, and you have these goosebumps and and you feel, oh my god, I'm I'm in a movie or in a book or this is a parallel reality. Then these emotions are coming. If this would be just pretending. It wouldn't have such a strong um, impact on people. And what's the importance of that impact uh, in the person for the learning? Is that crucial? Uh, yes, because we are uh, remembering things more when um, they are more emotional. Mm -hmm. Like uh, this is the process of learning. Like if we will just take a book and the theory, we will remember maybe third person of it. If you write it down a little bit more. If we act it, it's already better. But if we put emotion in it, uh, then it can stay even forever with us. That somebody who uh, never talked to a big group of people, like Kimberley people, today we have a fight and we have to be together and let all allies go with us because uh, yeah, there is an enemy, whatever. They will have this feeling that yes, I'm a leader. Mm -hmm. And I felt it. Nobody told me, okay, how to be a good leader. That was inside me. Mm -hmm. And all these people who were dressed up created a scene for for me to feel like this. So just uh, the, the theater without all this wouldn't go so deep to the person. And it's imprinted, you know, in uh, in a mind that there was something magical happening. And from now on, it would be much easier for me to stand in such a situation, maybe in school, university, job, uh, any any other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, emotions are a way of the body saying, "Pay attention," isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, what would be a one advice you would give to youth workers that want to start using LARP? Some of the mistakes. Hmm. Oh, uh, first of all. Just that's a difficult question because there's so many advices, you know. Mm -hmm. But there is one like uh, you must love it. Okay. 
people will feel if you pretend. Um, if you pretend in love, in a very exaggerated way, you are not convincing. Mm-hmm. Then try a different method. But if you really feel it, uh, it will spread on other people. People uh, who are attending usually, they are afraid. And they don't know what to expect. Oh, you are putting them in such a new situation, absolutely out of uh, comfort zone. So you as a leader mm-hmm. must be absolutely sure of this method and you absolutely uh, have to love it because it will just spread on people and they will say, wow, yeah, it gives her or him such a power. I want to have the same power. Okay, to be excited about it as well. Truly, authentically excited about it. Absolutely. Okay, so now we have a question for you that was left from our last guest. And our last guest, Gabby, she um, put this question. What do young people nowadays really need? Not what youth workers think they need, not what teachers think they need, not what adults think they need, but what's your take on what do young people really need nowadays? Uh, This is uh, a question I was thinking um, of last three years all the time, Mm -hmm. because for three years I'm Nanna the Witch, and Nanna is kind of a mother of everybody and they coming to me and they telling me oh nana i'm in love <laughs> or oh, nana i feel this or that and um in the beginning i thought that what they need is some hard uh, skills practical skills and the competences i'm just trying to give them but then i saw that they need a social bond like um, uh, to be close to mm-hmm. each other. Okay. Uh, connection, is it? Connection, kind of. Yeah, they, they coming to have more friends and also maybe some romantic partner. They are teenagers and, and uh, early 20s. It, I must say that uh, I thought, like, yeah, but the purpose is, you know, this and this and that. But then they coming back and say, no, I I just met a perfect uh, girl or boy from different country and we fall in love <laughs> and we were playing uh, and you you married us during the love and <laughs> it was amazing. So this is something uh, afterwards I was thinking like what they really need and I think it can sound um, strange but it's love, <laughs> <laughs> true love and uh, caring for each other. This kind of that they they feel that there is somebody who will hug them, will be with them, um, kind of not superficial, but true connection. Okay, like community. Yeah, community. Yeah, yeah. Going back to Belonging. the beginning, to the tribes. <laughs> exactly. That's the thing. That's why we are making larps, which are in tribes, because this is something what we believe is needed in our world: community. Fantastic. feel part of a community and this will give us power <laughs> well and now you have the power to uh leave a question for our next guest what would be the question you would leave mm-hmm. uh, i would leave a question how to make a participant um of any a uh, ubic exchange or or training uh 100 percent uh engaged and involved uh, with whatever kind of a training or project they are so that 
is there any trick mm-hmm. like to make them in <laughs> not in the LARPing way but yeah. in any kind of a product that they are not just yeah okay it's nice I but that they will be like, ah, excited, yeah, I'm, I'm in. So, so what, what are tricks for, yeah, engagement, fully, yeah. how to fully engage people uh, so they will feel passion. That's actually what I'm after for when I have participants of any kind of project. What I want from them is true passion. <laughs> so how to, to make them feel this passion? That's a really good question. I think it's a good question for our next guest. It's a good question for our listeners to reflect on. How do we engage young people? Yeah, to create discussions around this. Exactly, exactly. Well, thank you so much, Patricia. It was a pleasure having you here. Yeah, it was a real pleasure. Keep on LARPing. It's really crazy to... You are our first guest that is in full costume. Body paint, clothes, necklaces, uh, incredible. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're sorry that we didn't dress up to, for the occasion. Yeah, exactly. We are here <laughs> just on our T-shirts. <laughs> we don't feel adequate. Uh, but thank you so much for sharing. It was really interesting. We'll be looking forward for that uh, possible training or a booklet that you guys are going to produce on it. Um, if, yeah. if it ever comes out in the uh, next months, then let us know. We still publish it in the project and we will make sure we disseminate it as well. Yeah, the thing is that uh, you can find a little bit of information about uh, two LARPs we are organizing on um, Hastekassen uh, Farm Association website. Mm-hmm. So this is the live.info, www.live.info, okay. or on Europe for You as well, association, uh-huh. or Nausicaa um, Educational Foundation, because I'm connected with uh, this three organizations and I'm working with three of them. Great. So we'll share those links as well. Yeah, you send it to us and mm-hmm. we'll share it. Fantastic. Definitely. Thank you so much and we wish you a nice game. It was a real pleasure. Thank you. I'm coming back to my witch hut. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. And that's the end of episode number seven of the Talking Use Work podcast. We're enjoying a lot making these episodes to you. Hope you enjoy listening to them. See you next time. This podcast is funded by the Erasmus Plus Youthwatch program powered by Tim Meisch and the editorial board of UMAC University of Applied Sciences. Kari Keru, Jarmo Roxa and Kristina Vesama with the support of all the Future Labs partners.